Thanks to our Patreon supporter, Haley K. If you'd like to directly support our podcast, a great way to do that would be to go to patreon.com slash topropechef. You can pledge a monthly amount to give to us every month to help support the show. Thanks. We're cooking up some recipes, gonna give them a spin. If you're messing with Top Rope Chefs, you can never win. We'll be leaving you in the kitchen, wishing you were beaten, battered, and fried. And we'll be cooking up some main dishes to search and yummy things on the side. Can you take the heat? 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 Welcome to Top Rope Chef, the podcast where we are cooking through Jim Ross's entire cookbook, Can You Take the Heat? A podcast about food and wrestling. We're also talking about the wrestlers of the recipes in this book. My name is Brandy Bradley Jones. With me as always. Jacqueline on the rocks, Maynard. There it is. Hey. <laughs> I tried to explain the show. I think I need to try to start explaining the show. That's a good. I like your. You have good intros. You're really good with those. I was trying. I was thinking about it today. I did screw up a few times. Should have wrote it down. We'll get but, it. You know. We'll get it. Yeah. I mean, it's a we process. Just... We're taking our listeners with us on this journey of life and positivity. I think I listened to an uh, episode and I was like, I gotta make sure people know what the hell we're even doing with this podcast. Because <laughs> there is an actual WWF cookbook. That all these recipes are coming from. Yeah, you guys. Attitude era. <laughs> Nobody can see what I did. That's good. <laughs> what are you uh, drinking today, Jacqueline? We start our uh, podcast off with a drink of the day. We do. And I'm drinking quite a few things, Brad. I think I'm drinking a little bit of what you're drinking there. Mm-hmm. One of our recipes, we're doing some after-dinner specialty coffees, which means they are coffee with liquor in them. There are three different kinds, so I've got three cups going right now. That's pretty incredible. I just got one big one. I didn't realize what I was doing. So I have matching cups and and uh, saucers, and so I kind of did like a, a double-blind study right now, because I made them all, <laughs> and they're all identical. <laughs> I don't know what I'm drinking. So, yeah. I know when I take a sip, but... Mm. Yeah, the three coffees we're going to be talking about, one has whiskey, one has Kahlua, and the other has Amaretto. And there's variations within them. There are. And I've also done some variations of my own. (laughs) That was a business (laughs) intonation there. (laughs) With just some random liquors you had around the house? No, no, I bought little mini ones. I just couldn't find mini Amaretto anywhere, and I didn't want to commit because I don't know what Amaretto tastes like. It's very sweet. It's like a... Sugary. It's like your first drink drink, where it oh. doesn't really taste like liquor. Yeah, I'm way past that. It's like a sugary, delicious thing. Do you remember, Mom, I hope you're not listening to this, but when <laughs> I was underage and drinking, and I would get those, um, it was like hot pink, and it tasted like watermelon Jolly Ranchers. Are they called Smirnoff Puckers? Ice? No, I Puckers. think it was called Pucker. It was like a... It was like something you would add to a vodka or whatever. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. like super thick, like alcoholic syrup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so gross. It's just the sugary, sugariest thing you could put like, in liquor. Like hot pink, like you would see like on a lady's pants at a rave. Almost like schnapps. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it was sour. <laughs> yeah, one of my first drinks was an amaretto sour, and it was just like the most delicious thing you could put in your mouth. It's just sugary and tasty. Now, amaretto is almonds, is it not? Good question. Maybe. I, I know I topped mine with almonds per the recipe. I'm going to say that it is then. Amaretto it, sounds like a like an Italian word for almond. I'm going to guess. Is that what you're drinking right now, the amaretto one? I'm drinking the amaretto right now, yeah. Gotcha. Why don't we just, do you want to just open with these coffees? Let's just open with the coffee. Let's just open. Yeah. I'm going to get drunker and higher energy as this podcast goes on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see which wins. <laughs> We have with us today the fabulous Moolah and Mae Young's After Dinner Specialty Coffees. These two ladies are both on the north side of 70 and still kicking. They are not. This book is old. Both wrestle a few <laughs> times a year. Extraordinary. Superstars is predominantly male wrestling. Sorry, I think that's it's like pronounced wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Is predominantly male wrestling world for more than half a century. Moolah and May are no strangers to a good cigar 
in a strong beverage. In moderation, of course. Be careful, but do proceed. Our favorite ladies have had many years to perfect these beverages, so they can't be wrong. There are three suggested beverages, the first one being Irish coffee. Stir one to two tablespoons Irish whiskey and one to two teaspoons sugar together in the bottom of a coffee cup. Pour in strong coffee, stir, and top with whipped cream. We have Kahlua coffee. Stir one to two tablespoons Kahlua into a cup of coffee, top with whipped cream, and garnish with grated orange zest. The last one, Amaretto coffee. Stir one to two tablespoons Amaretto liquor into a cup of coffee, top with light whipped cream, and garnish with slivered almonds. I love the garnishes. I'm all into <laughs> garnish right now. <laughs> the orange zest was quite good. I had the Kahlua so far and the Amaretto. I haven't had the Irish coffee because I just kind of know what whiskey and coffee is going to taste like. So, Yeah, so I did a little uh, changes, switcheroos, not switcheroos. Um, the Irish coffee, I just put Bailey's in coffee because that's essentially what they're telling you to make. Whipped cream and sugar and Irish whiskey is Bailey's. I bought some Jameson. I haven't um, made that coffee yet, but I'm ready to go for it. I think I, uh, I think whiskey is disgusting and I don't want to drink it, so <laughs> I didn't buy whiskey. I am a whiskey fan. Why? Quite a, quite a bit. Because I... I think it tastes really good. I don't know. I just like all dark liquors, including... Whiskey, rum. Really? I'm mm-hmm. a clear gale through and through. I don't want to. It's got brandy. Look like if you're doing eggnog, like my nickname. Ooh, I do like brandy and eggnog. That's that's an exception. I don't. I do drink uh, vodka, but only certain brands of it. Oh, I don't care for vodka. Mm-hmm. Gin. Never been a gin person. Never been I a gin love person. Gin. Oh, love gin. <laughs> Maybe bit if it of was mixed rum. with other stuff. Yeah, I think gin and like tropical drinks with it's like kind of buried in there but when it's just like gin on the rocks or whatever oh, it's served that's my gin favorite and tonics. i love g and t's moscow mule is probably like my drink of choice right now if i'm going for something you can do that with gin sure yeah you can replace it with pretty much anything and make it like a dark and stormy yeah usually what it's called when you replace um the vodka in a moscow mule with something oh yeah that's mm-hmm. good i like gin in this i like gin in all seasons i made a really good gin and tonic with um, well, it wasn't tonic. It was gin and a lime LaCroix, those like l- lime pop that doesn't have sweetener in it. I don't know how to say that. Mm-hmm. Flavored carbonated water. There we <laughs> go. Sparkling water, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lime, though, with a lime and then a handful of pomegranate seeds in it. And it was so beautiful and delicious. I love a fancy drink. Yeah. I don't think I've had too many alcoholic coffees, though, in my time. No, I haven't either. Um just these actually <laughs> i think i've had like um an iced kalua coffee drink like a delicious like essentially chocolate milk with coffee and uh whiskey and stuff in it like bennigan's or like applebee's oh, yeah. is, like a thing where you can get those <laughs> yeah i had no i didn't i saw it mm. on a menu though <laughs> <laughs> oh i didn't tell you what i did with amaretto let me tell you, you. With... so i yeah, didn't t- use amaretto so okay. i asked the lady at the liquor store where are your amaretto mini bottles and she looked at me like i was crazy i couldn't get one either at my store yeah i went to two different stores it might not exist it might not exist it might not um but then i was like all right well ma'am i'm doing a show and i need something (laughs) that will is similar to amaretto to put in coffee and she's like i don't really know what amaretto tastes like i've never had it and then i was like okay well what do you have here in your store that I can put into coffee? And she's like, ooh, rum chata would be really good. So that's what it is. So rum chata is, um, <laughs> it's rum with cream and cinnamon. And it's really good. It might be my favorite of these three. That sounds delicious, yeah. It's super good. And then she also sold me on a, it's rum chata and coffee, like a shot, like an energy shot, but it's already mixed rum chata and coffee. So I had that before we started just to do a, a Loosen taste it up test. a little bit. Yeah. I bought a, the kind of amaretto I got was De Serrano, and it was just recommended to me as one that gets purchased a lot. So oh. hopefully I wasn't led, led wrong. I don't know. And I almost like it better on its own than in the coffee, if I'm being honest. Really? Mm-hmm. What kind of coffee are you drinking? I have 8 o'clock decaf coffee. So I've been drinking decaf for a while. I've mentioned in the podcast before. I forgot. But I've been trying a lot of different flavors of decaf to try to find one that actually tastes like coffee. Okay. And this is the 
one that's rated most like coffee, and I tried it, and I would have to agree, it tastes a lot like coffee. You got a little bonus in your drink there, Jacqueline. You're making put, a face. <laughs> Is there hair in there? <laughs> I put a little too much orange zest in that Kahlua drink. It's not good. <laughs> it kind of feels like hair going down your throat. <laughs> Wow. That orange zest is really... Nobody can that was see a literal visual gag. It was. But the orange <laughs> zest flavor is really good in that Kahlua coffee drink. Yeah, I bought an orange just for that zest, and it made my whole yeah. kitchen smell so good when I was zesting an orange. Yeah, it's really nice. Do you know what you can do with orange peels when you're done eating an orange? Go on. You can put them in a pot of water. Mm-hmm. And then you can get some pine boughs or some cedar... Or not boughs, sprigs. Like pieces. Out in the, yeah, go out the yeah. outside and go pick some pine. Yeah. And you can put that in a pot and you can throw some cranberries in there too, but don't waste cranberries. Just do orange peels in the pine. And then you just boil the water that it sits in for a while till it's gone. And then your whole house smells like oranges and pine and it's really nice and cozy. That's I'm some in. that's some uh, hippie uh, potpourri air freshener. Yeah. Coming it's your winter way. time. People are coming over for a party. Get that going on the stove. Yeah. Everyone is going to be like, ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just put some, like, orange extract in the coffee, not the zest. Didn't you have a problem with the zest? Did I just put No, I didn't. You might have put too much in there. I just zested a little bit. It it was just nice. I also had uh, a really fine zester. Little mm. little shavings. I'd use a it. cheese grater. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. I used an actual um, device for it. I used a zester. <laughs> <laughs> you realize I didn't have a zester of all the things. Yeah. Don't cheese grate your oranges. You ready to get into these two fabulous women, Jacqueline? Uh, which... I got a question. Okay. Which one's which is what you're going to ask me right now? Be very uh, I was going to ask you that on the side upset. when nobody was <laughs> <laughs> listening. Um, I think I know so which you're looking which. So if you're looking in the book, Mae Young is on the left and Fabulous Moolah is on the right side. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So there's a, a big elephant in the room storyline. We're going to get into that with the other recipe? Yes. Great. Okay, good. I'm ready then. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to say that it's our big WrestleMania episode. We're going to be doing six recipes Woo! today. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> We're trying to kill ourselves, I think, with, these, <laughs> with this thing. It's going to be an exciting time. And our first up is going to be these coffees. It is. It is. Kinda six recipes, you guys. Thing. Yeah. We might have both got diabetes today. I There's did all these chance. recipes today. There's a lot of whipped cream on mine. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about these wrestlers. Okay, so we have, I think the most famous one is the Fabulous Moolah. Oh, really? She was the longest reigning women's champion in NWA and WWF at some point, I think. She has yeah. c- combined, I think, like over 10,000 days as champion. <clears throat> what? Something insane. Yeah, that's it's like nice. a record that's never going to be touched ever again. No. She was... Uh, Larger than life woman came out in this beautiful like sequence clothing, yeah. And she would just like manhandle and beat up other women. She was legit like the best woman's wrestler for like 30, 40 years, however long she wrestled. She's amazing. Um, her best friend May Young, who's also in the recipe, wasn't as famous. She may have never even been champion. I'm not quite sure. Okay. But she was just like best friends with moolah and them got together so long and they wrestled each other a bunch of times what people probably know them most for is their resurgence in the wwf as mm. being these two old ladies that would be comedic acts they would <laughs> <laughs> they would do anything for a joke and they would they would take punishment and take moves and take bumps just like any other wrestler would and it was almost like a disgusting thing that they like kind of fed into when they'd go out in like little outfits and yeah. like show off their like 60, 70 year old grandma bodies to the whole it's like audience. 70 plus, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she would, they would be wrestling these like 20 something year old fitness models and just yeah, having but, fights with them. <laughs> but they were better wrestlers though. I'm on record. Yeah, Fabulous Moolah is legit great. Yeah. Yeah, like the picture of her even, she's like grabbing some ivory, I think her name is. I think so too, yeah. Grabbing her by her hips and pulling her down with her on the mat. She's amazing. I don't know how these women were taking bumps at their age. It blows my mind. There's stories from wrestlers 
that they were worried about like having interactions with them, but they wanted to be hit and take moves just like anybody else would. They didn't want any kind of special treatment. Yeah. These are tough-ass broads. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great description. <laughs> they are, though. Like, I would be more afraid to run into them... Uh, like on the streets, you know how I hang out on the streets. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. you on the streets the other day. Yeah, for trouble. Just yeah, looking for trouble always yeah. in my jean jacket. Yeah, I thought but... you had a sw- I thought you had a switchblade, but when you you flicked it out, it was just a comb, and you ran through your hair real cool. Yeah, I did real cool, <laughs> real slick. I have my hair all greased up when I go out on the streets, but I'm like all these other ladies. Like yeah, I'm like a lot taller than you, and I could probably figure it out, but. These two ladies, I would turn tail and run the other way and, like, throw my comb and my bag of money and whatever else I had. Just run away. They're going to fight dirty. That's for sure. They are. And And they do actually smoke cigars. That line is not a joke. There's (laughs) a lot of videos I watched of uh, Mae Young specifically smoking cigars. There used to be a lot of backstage segments with the Acolytes, and I know they'd always play poker, and I'm pretty sure Mae Young... And Moolah were smoking cigars and just hanging out with the boys, beating them in cards. They were, yeah. They probably were actually beating them. I hope they took everybody's money. Now, I'm going to ask you this, and I know it's going to make me sad, but are they both dead? Yes. Damn it. Moolah died, I think, 2007 or 8. Uh, Mae Young passed away three years ago. Or maybe it's four now. It's 2018. That's, like, really old, though. Yeah, they both made it. A long time. They're both in the Hall of Fame. Of course they um, are. They're looked on to be like the le- like literal legends of women's wrestling across the world. People came to see Fabulous Moolah from all over town. She was a legit money draw for wrestling. Not just, you know, getting women to the place, but men came to see her too. She Like to ass. see her fight, not just to see her in a bathing <laughs> yeah, suit. Yeah, correct. Yeah. They did a lot of comedy in... The Attitude Era. It was uh, an era of heightened sexuality. There was a lot, of, a lot of butts and boobs from the ladies. So they kind of even lived that up. And it was almost like a disgusting act or whatever when they came out and like Bronco bustered somebody. Yeah, I remember <laughs> you know? that. I'm pretty sure they did a Rikishi like butt in the face yeah, too. They, give them, they have people the stink face. They do all sorts of weird stink face. nasty stuff. Yeah. You know, the Attitude Era is like... A 13-year-old boy in middle school, like, that's the the sexual energy that's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's about as much sense, and where the comedy level is at, too. Like, it's all 13-year-old. It's too much. It was it was very <laughs> funny. And they're also, they're also maybe, like, the female counterparts to two wrestlers, I think, are in this book. Uh, Gerald Briscoe and Pat Patterson, also yeah. known as the Stooges. So, like, the... There were two older men, and there were two older women, and they were both comedy acts, and every time they needed to, like, someone to take a bump or be the, the butt of a joke, they would bring them out to do it. Yeah. They did a, yeah, they did a lot. <laughs> it's really hard to dance around this. <laughs> they, um, they did a thing with the poker, you mentioned the poker, and there was a, a deal with the Dudley Boys, too. Yeah, did we talk about that when we did um the Dudley Boy recipe? I don't think we so. Might have, we might have mentioned it. So, as we said, these women are up game for anything. If a guy can do it, they want no exceptions. There's a, a segment on Raw where Bubba Dudley goes insane. His head breaks, goes out to the ring. Not out to the ring, but on the ramp. Picks up Mae Young for a powerbomb. Jumps off the ramp with her onto a table. She is pu- she is like pushing seventy five. Yeah, this old poor <laughs> like, old lady. Your grandma. Dad, it looks terrifying, and yeah. she just got up and then like it was fine. It was no big deal. And in all these goofy segments, she's wearing, like, thrift store grandma sweatshirts. Like, or sweaters, not sweatshirts. Like, they're, like, that, like, really gold metallic stitching with, like, the little half turtleneck and, like, weird flower patterns. And, like, she just looks like your grandma. Like, she would have cookies (laughs) for you and then maybe have some whiskey in her coffee. Like, apparently she did. But it doesn't... It's... 
it's jarring to watch these. I was started watching them today, and I couldn't watch very many because it was like it's just too much. And I'm pretty sure they kissed a lot of the men. They that was like did. a whole thing where they would like take out their dentures, like getting ready to smooch. Oh, they did take out their dentures. It would be like a guy tied down, like a cute lady would like blindfold one of the guys that was being bad and then like do the old switcheroo and Mae Young would come in and get ready to smooch like Edge, I think. It was like that was the you one know, that I You know, he deserved it. He's a gross dude. <laughs> I mean, not he should be happy to kiss her actually is what I mean to say. For sure. But yeah, no, they would, it was, uh. But see, like, I would click on these videos and I'd be like, oh, this is gross. I don't remember this. And then as soon as the video started, oh, yeah, I watched this. I remember watching this Thursday <laughs> night at like seven o'clock after dinner. No big deal. Just, yeah. I hope that there's recording of them just talking to each other. I bet that's like some of the best stuff. Oh, I bet. The best stories you can hear. Such traveled women. I don't know mm-hmm. how they were on the road every week, 365 days traveling with the WWF at the time company yeah. like it seems so hard for like just a normal person schedule and these ladies are pushing 60 70 and still doing it it's incredible yeah yeah i don't think a wrestler has lived older than they have i'm gonna Ric say Flair, maybe I is, don't he, know. He's is up... he in his 80s um i'm not sure that's a good question he could be he could I be. don't know who the oldest ever wrestler was i do not know but i bet he or she is still alive, and it's going to happen. I'm going to say it's one of these two. I'm going to say it's Mae Young. She's the one who died a couple years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say it's her. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Ric Flair is still... He's, he's still there. He did we'll something some go- recently. I don't know what we'll he do- did. He was the colonel. He was Colonel Sanders. <laughs> that was it. That was it. <laughs> Why was he Colonel Sanders? <laughs> because he won the Colonel Sanders, the Colonel Sanders Royal Rumble. Oh, jeez. What? What? There he was won? a fake commercial that they made before the Royal Rumble on Sunday to determine yeah. who the new colonel was. So a bunch of the wrestlers came out yes. in like beards and glasses and had a fight. His and then Ric the Flair best. was the last entrant and then threw everyone out and won and became the new colonel. He looked the most like the colonel, though. <laughs> yeah. Husband was making fun of me with these uh, recipes today because I went through great lengths with the other ones to not have dairy in them. And then these are just, it's just cream in all these coffees. Whipped cream? You just put whipped cream in all of them? No, um, well, I guess, no, I guess it's my fault that there's cream in it. Bailey's is cream and rum chata is cream also. So that's my bad. <laughs> I didn't yeah, unless you add the whipped cream, it doesn't look like anything else is creamy in here. No, I added Cool Whip, or Cocoa Whip. The most expensive Cool Whip is $5 for a tub of... Yeah, I think mine was like 89 cents. Oh my god. <laughs> it's nuts. Jacqueline, out of all these coffees, which one do you think is your favorite? And what rating do you give it? My favorite. It's got to be the Kahlua coffee. I'm surprised it's coming out of my mouth that way, but that orange zest really put me over the top rope. (laughs) Hey, oh, someone just turned the show off just now. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Hopefully everybody, if they have (laughs) (laughs) self-respect. Please don't stop listening. I give that recipe a four stars. I agree. Four stars. And that makes it. A Hall of Fame recipe. That orange zest really does something special. Doesn't it? It's just just a little. I did do too much, but just a little bit, and I can see where it's going. And Kahlua is just a mainstay. That's like a classic. You can't really screw that up. You can't. I always thought Kahlua was uh, chocolate liqueur, but it is, in fact, coffee liqueur and rum, which makes a lot more sense with everything. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only big bottle I didn't buy, and it's the only one I should have bought. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We'll be talking about Viscera's no-bake cookies. And Viscera goes that time. Christian now works on the midsection of Viscera, like trying to move a wall for the 215-pound Christian hammering away on Viscera. 
Folks, we are just about 15 minutes away from fully loaded on pay-per-view. Call your local cable company, home satellite provider to subscribe. You're not going to want to miss the end of an era match. Undertaker Austin for the WWF title. And we're back talking about food, talking about wrestlers. Here we go. What can you tell me about Viscera? Because I have a lot to talk about. This guy's been in wrestling for like 30 years. I can tell you that Viscera gave me nightmares the entire time during this era that I was watching wrestling. He is terrifying. He's the scariest looking wrestler and he really irritates me because he looks scary on purpose and I don't appreciate it. He's trying He's to a giant, him. like 500 pound man, probably even like 600. He's got yeah. a dyed mohawk. He's got weird fake contacts in. He's always wearing a lot of black leather. No. Black clothing. Black pleather. Shiny pleather. <laughs> not leather. And he would a lot of times wrestle, and he would just be like the most biggest thing. His like body was like spilling out over his his uniform. He had like a singlet on, but he was so fat. Oh. <laughs> he was such a fat guy. There's <laughs> no getting around it. He, he was. was so big. He was. He's bigger than the big show big. Oh, yeah. The big show's like fit, though. I think he also has fit. a little more height than uh, Viscera does. He does. Viscera is still agile, and he had a long career. He was still moving around the ring pretty well. I mean, was I'm he sure agile? he had his problems, but for was... that size, I would for say sure. Like, okay. That's... He belongs on like one of those reality <laughs> shows where you feel bad for how big somebody is. He, all right. I just want to get into his look for a minute, because I can't, I can't place what it's supposed to be. It seems to be three different looks zhuzhed into one, and not well. He's got biker gloves, like bicycle gloves, black, and he's got this black pleather raincoat with those, like, metal studs around, like, the collar and the, the wrists, all the seams, all the hems. And then he's got a silver chain... He's got white, like the contacts that make your eyes white, so you just have like a tiny pupil dot. And he has got that bleach blonde mohawk, and he looks like he's got gold teeth too, like a grill. He, he might have some grills, yeah. And then yeah, he wore the black like singlet, which, if listeners, if you are not wrestling aficionados, it's like a leotard for a man, and he'd spilled out. it's not a good look and he would just i just don't know if he's trying to be like a biker or a dominatrix or a vampire or all three i thought he was a real life vampire for a while well he was with the um undertaker's ministry of darkness okay couldn't quite tell you what he was maybe like an (laughs) executioner Maybe a vampire. I know Blade was pretty big at the time. Wasn't there a minion that was with him? Or Mi- Midian? There was a guy named Minion, yeah. That's it. Or That's Midian, it. yeah. Or, yeah, he's in. he's got a recipe in the book. Um, and it was also the Acolytes, Bradshaw and Farouk, and The Undertaker were the, were the ministry. He entered the WWF as a tag team called Men on a Mission with his tag partner King Mo. And King Mo was like a 60-year-old dude. He was like an old guy, but for whatever reason, they were kind of like crisscross or just like a hip hop kind of like, group. Like jump around crisscross? J- jump around crisscross, <laughs> yeah. It was supposed to be maybe like um, Baby Got Back, like that kind of like music that they were trying to kind oh, of go God. with. Oh, God. His name was Mabel. He, I remember a very specific Royal Rumble where there was like 80 people trying to get him out of the ring, and it was like very hard because he's just a giant man. He won the King of the Ring and became King Mabel for about a year or two. So he's got that under his belt. And then he became (laughs) Viscera. And then after he left WWF as Viscera, and I think he was even ECW for a long time too, back when ECW was a thing in the WWF, he became Big Daddy V. And he wrestled for quite a few years until he passed away. I was going to guess that he's dead. Yes. (laughs) Wait. Not too long ago, I don't think. Big Daddy V. Big Daddy V is what he was no. called in Japan. Back to the drawing board. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. In in Japan's wrestling circuit, the bigger you are, the more impressive you are just because of that culture. Sumo. Like that's like the sumo culture and just everyone's kind of like skinny or whatever. So when they see this guy who's like a giant African-American man who's like 600 pounds and just got crazy tattoos, 
he was something that like you got scared of. <laughs> yeah, he's terrifying though. Did he still do the creepy contacts over there? I think he might have. I forget. He might not have actually. But he just still had the big overflowing um singlet suit. <laughs> I didn't realize he had tattoos because I was terrified of his face. He also covered up a lot of the time um mm. before he was uh Big Daddy V, I think. I don't care for that name at all. That bothers me so much. It's like a weird like sex game he's playing. That and the pleather, I'm not into it. Yeah, but are you into his no-bake cookies? Well, let me tell you about him. The world's largest love machine, Viscera. Quite honestly, we don't encourage Big Viz to put away a lot of cookies. We'd like to see his weight under 500 pounds as we don't want to adversely affect his drop cakes. But even Viss needs a treat every now and then, and who's going to tell him to put down the cookies? That's kind of a dig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a dig. Um, (laughs) So for this recipe, you will need one stick of butter, two cups of sugar, half cup of milk, four tablespoons unsweetened cocoa powder, two cups of oatmeal, half cup of peanut butter, and one teaspoon of vanilla. There are four steps in this recipe. One of them is not a step. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Combine and serve. Step one, combine the butter, sugar, milk, and cocoa in a saucepan. Boil the mixture for one minute. Two, remove the pan from the stove and add the oatmeal, peanut butter, and vanilla. Three, form the mixture (laughs) into balls and drop them onto wax paper. Seems good. And step four, cool and serve, which is... Okay, not a step, no. No. Get some, I mean... They're no bake cookies, but I've got some notes. First thing <laughs> I did, I halved the recipe. I just had to half the recipe. I didn't want to make that many cookies. Oh yeah, I didn't. Cookies. I didn't say it makes two to three dozen cookies. That's a lot of cookies. That's too much. Oh, yeah, I made a. It actually made one dozen, I think, but they okay. were big cookies when I yeah. made it. And I followed the recipe as it is, <clears throat> except for step one. If you're boiling the mixture for a minute, you're gonna have. <laughs> Nothing, it's not going to, you need like three or four minutes of boiling for this to actually turn into anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A minute? They, no. So they tried, to, so irritating, they tried to make it have less steps than it needs, but then to like also give it steps that aren't steps. Like the easiest way to do this is if you melt the butter first and then you add the sugar and stir it, and sugar and cocoa for a second stir it for a second, then mm-hmm. add the milk, stir it for a second, and then you put in the peanut butter and stir it till it's all homogenous. You whisk it. It's a lot faster. And then you put your... Oh, and the vanilla goes in at the same time. And then you add the oatmeal last, and it takes like five minutes to do the whole thing. If you do it staged like that, if you put it all together, it's going to take forever, and it's going to be gross, and you're going to burn the sugar. Yeah. It's really no frustrating. But I ended up using a lot more oatmeal, too, because it was too thin. It didn't seem like it was going to work. No. So I used, I cut everything in half above the oatmeal. I think I did use two cups of oatmeal. Yeah. I did the same. I also, this is a secret, a super secret secret. It's not secret. Mm. That's too many secrets. Um, it's a secret. <laughs> what we do, we make these at work, which is silly because we're bakers and we these are no bake cookies, but... Mm-hmm. Um, they sell like crazy. If you toast the oats first for 15 minutes in the oven at 350, 300, 350, um, then they like don't get kind of like soggy. Like they hold up better throughout days, so you don't have oh. to eat so many. Yeah, they're a little soggy when yeah. I was eating mine. You toast those bad boys. I was also thinking of like swapping them out for like Rice Krispies or something. I think yeah, that you might could be do pretty that. Good. You can do that too. Yeah. If you're gonna make Rice Krispies, it's the first time I ever made no bakes. Really? What's that? If you were going to do... Yeah, it's the first um... time I ever made them. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> One of us has to talk at once. <laughs> the action time is too slow. <laughs> what are you saying? You can do the same thing with our Rice Krispie treats? Yes. I would, all, I would add a little bit of marshmallow, though, just to help them set up. Yeah, maybe instead of the peanut butter entirely, or even with the peanut butter. I would add the peanut butter, too, but just add, like... A third of a half or a third of the amount of marshmallow you're supposed to add when you make Rice Krispie treats. Or I also used I also used sweetened cocoa powder instead of unsweetened because I thought I had unsweetened, but it was a dark chocolate, so it was still pretty good. I think oh, it would, yeah. I think it was fine. Yeah. I've never heard of sweetened cocoa powder. 
Yeah, it's just maybe it isn't sweetened pot cocoa powder, but it is dark chocolate cocoa powder. Yum. So. That sounds was, really good. That sounds better. It was tasty. It was tasty. My roommates just like destroyed them. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Like he was eating them before they could cool. I was like, if you cool them, they'll like harden and turn to you know, more of a cookie. But no, he couldn't wait. And it was just eating the hot oatmeal goo. That's how it is at work. People buy this stuff like crazy and it is the easiest thing to make at home. It's surprising. We sell these for almost $2 each for one cookie. Wow. I am taking these to a cookie bake-off, and I am cleaning up. Yeah, do it. I had an idea, though, about your Rice Krispie Treat thing. Go ahead, yeah. I think we can play with this recipe a bit. Oh, absolutely. So if you so if you make Rice Krispie Treats, like how the recipe says, and then you make this chocolate goo, just don't have any oatmeal, and then you can dip, like, half the Rice Krispie Treat in the peanut butter chocolate thing and then it'll look real fancy and just have like yeah. a, a layer of chocolate and not be like totally all mixed in that might be an idea i also think i needed a little something else in there and i thought maybe like cherries would be pretty good that would be interesting yeah, yeah. i always use salted butter because i think it needs a bit of salt well, that makes sense yeah and the peanut butter i have at home is not salted so Really, if I just had salted peanut butter like a normal human does, then that would probably be fine. Yeah, I think there's something else you can do with this, with like maybe like like raspberries or I mean something sweeter, maybe even like a jam if we're like going crazy. That's crazy, yeah. Yeah, that or might a be chutney. good though. Yeah. What about crushed up pretzels? That would be really good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now that you're going on that road, what about um crushed up peanut butter filled pretzels shut up (laughs) that sounds really good that if you take those and you put that in your uh, rice krispie treat that'd be good too yeah just like do like a whole hodgepodge of delicious things inside there yeah popcorn popcorn i think yeah popcorn popcorn balls make popcorn balls popcorn's like the it thing of the minute right now I've never made popcorn balls before, but this is probably the way to do it. Like, there's a gourmet popcorn store in town where I am right now, and they have like all different fancy popcorns, like sweet Mm -hmm. ones and salty ones, and dill pickle and turtle cheesecake. The dill pickle ones are really good. (laughs) (laughs) But you could do like no bake cookie popcorn for sure. Why not? No bake cookie popcorn. Oh my gosh, are we flying too close to the sun? You tell us, listeners. Seriously. <laughs> Drop us a line, topropechef at gmail.com. Maybe we'll make a no-bake cookie with the ingredient you suggest. We Who will. knows? Maybe we'll tell you you're crazy and we'll just be mean to you, but probably not. We won't. Um, Popcorn, <laughs> Rice Krispies, peanuts I think would be really good. Oh, peanuts would do it, yeah. yeah. I've seen people do oh chocolate chips, like mini chocolate chips in there, but I don't really care for chocolate yeah. chips, so yeah. Yeah, that's too much, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe butterscotch chips or something. That'd be a little better. Maybe caramel drizzle on top. <laughs> yeah. It's so much sugary goodness here. <laughs> I am so full of sugar right now. It is insane. <laughs> it's My teeth hurt today. <laughs> well, we're not done because we still have Mark Henry's sexual chocolate cake to talk about. And Bow. more importantly, Bow. the big storyline that's the through line of all of these recipes. Good God. Oh, wait. We didn't give this one a rating. I give Viscera's No Bake Cookies three and a quarter stars. I'm going to give it a three. <laughs> we'll be right back with Mark Henry's Sexual Chocolate Cake. And we are back, listeners. We are going to get into some sexual chocolate cake right now. <laughs> How you feel <laughs> about that, What does that, that mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I do. Wait, no, I do know. I figured it out. So this recipe is a play on the better than sex cake. Have you heard of this cake? No. Yeah, it's a cake. And it's really similar to this. It's called yeah. better than sex cake. And I just feel like... That's sad. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's 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 a it's a weird thing to say. It's sad on so many levels. Like chocolate, that's not a that's not a substitute for sex. <laughs> I also feel like it's like 
geared towards women in some way. Because like that's like the yeah. old adage that like they're dissatisfied with their love life, so all they resort to food instead. See bonbons all day on the couch, <laughs> yeah. hair curlers, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Mark Henry, the WWF wrestler, won the Olympics for weightlifting in 1996. He is huge. He is legit world's strongest man. He was yeah. for a long time and. Like, every once in a while, he can, like, still get back up into contention of being one. He's in a very rare club of uh, 2,000 pounds or over, and that is combined <clears throat> bench press, deadlift, and overhead press, 2,000 pounds total, which is, like, an insane number. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's way so too many pounds weight. to move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's, like, 600 pounds deadlift and, like... It's, it's got to be more. It's got to be, like, 800 pounds deadlift and, like, 500 pounds press and, like, 700 pounds overhead press it's an insane amount of weight that this man can lift so i have to move 50 pound bags of flour and sugar at work and i struggle really hard and get really (laughs) red and sweaty moving those and this is insane this is so many of those mark henry does this fun thing where he'll bend pans like just for fun he'll like just grab a pan and like just bend it in front of you a pan Yep, a straight-up pan. <laughs> like, a pan. Super fun to invite over to your house. <laughs> just, like, walking in the kitchen, and he's just bending all your kitchenware. <laughs> he does world's strongest man-like things on the on WWF. I know he pulled a semi-truck and set, like, a record. He and it was He just legit was just pulling a semi-truck. I don't understand. He is so big and so strong. Here's a thing I don't understand. Why is his wrestling name Sexual Chocolate? It wasn't at first. It was just Mark Henry. He was with the Nation of Domination. Mm. When that kind of split off, he became Sexual Chocolate and wrestled with D'Lo Brown. And he had a lot of interesting storylines with ladies, most notably China. That's the most he, notable one? <laughs> that's the most notable notable one at the beginning. He was I had this big flirtation with China. They went on a date. They had um, a couple of uh, fun flings. But then it later leads into the through line of our episode, May Young Young. getting pregnant with Mark Henry's baby. (laughs) But was it a baby, though? (laughs) Listeners, we'll get into it. (laughs) It was for a while. Um, Should we do that now or should we? No, let's let's let that for the big reveal. Yeah. There's some segments where Mark Henry and her were in a hotel room and a lot of implication (laughs) that... (laughs) <laughs> that they hit it off very well. They did. And then, we loved her. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were a, a the they were an it couple, May Young and Mark Henry. <laughs> he would bring her flowers, tell her she's beautiful. He brought her Preparation H cream, and that was like she was really excited about it. <laughs> and at, like a Domino's pizza restaurant, it was really weird. <laughs> Mark Henry has nothing but the best things ever to say about how incredible of a woman. May Young is as a person and a performer. Yeah, not in the storyline. The no. preparation H that was a storyline. This is like <laughs> he real you know, legit respects humor. her. <laughs> yeah, because uh, thirteen-year-old boy humor. But, so May Young gets pregnant. Yeah, and Viscera does uh, a splash onto May Young and supposedly kills the baby. Oh, yeah, that's Mark what it Henry. was. <laughs> there was a thing. But it, the baby was fine. They didn't end up like keeping that being a story. But so there the... was like a thing happening where you saw that happening. All the announcers were playing it up like, oh, my God, she's pregnant. What did he just do? Mark yeah, Henry's, this... you know, flipping out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, this 75-year-old woman is pregnant. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and Big Daddy V Viscera <laughs> no, not has Big Daddy killed v. the baby. <laughs> but but the the oh no the angle should be oh my god this 550 pound man just splashed a 75 year old woman splashed and me killed a baby to, to like he belly flopped on her that's what he did 550 mm-hmm. pounds jump up and belly flop on this grandma oh. she was game for anything may young i mean she just New no bounds. Yeah, I mean, yo. Yeah. <laughs> How did, like, I would have died. How did he not break her ribs? He's just, just very f- careful, I guess. You know? I mean, 
as big as he is, he people still wrestled him, and you don't really have a job if you start hurting wrestlers. They kind of take care of that right away. Oh, so he must have yeah. just been safe in the ring, and he was a veteran, and they just oh. had a trust for each other and made it work out. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I didn't watch that clip on purpose. But did you watch the clip of when Mae Young finally gave birth? Yes, to I did. Something. <laughs> there was a built-up storyline. This is oh months in the making of Mae Young finally delivering a baby. She, yeah. There's a backroom segment. Everyone and their mother is crowded around Mae Young as she's about to give birth. Moolah is right next to her, and she is, and then Mae Young is laying there with her legs spread and a sheet on her. She's still got pants on, which is. I mean, just, if you're going to go into the storyline, lean into oh, it, boy. take your pants off, or at least roll your cuffs up. Um, <laughs> but then May Young says, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not pushing until I have a cigar. And then they give her a cigar, and she's smoking this big, fat cigar while she is supposedly pushing. And they're like, push, push, push. And then the the ambulance attendant asks her when's the last time you had your period and she's like oh about 50 years ago and then he takes a back step to mark henry who's in the room you know which is commendable for Mm -hmm. in this day and age great be in the room watch your kid come out and he asks him are you sure that this is your kid not are you sure that this bitch is pregnant are Uh you sure that this (laughs) This bitch is pregnant And she's just like, ah, ah, ah. Like, that's the sound she's making. Just (laughs) so fake. Oh, boy. And um, then she births what she births. And then everybody in the room starts throwing up. Births what she births. It's a hand. Just (laughs) a hand. A severed hand. A pale, A fake Halloween store hand. hand. But it's covered in this, like, mucusy clear goo. It's so disgusting. I might have vomited just from... It's just so gross. I feel like the writers just wrote themselves into a corner. How <laughs> you write yourself and into that Saw corner. something like laying around in the back room, like we'll use that. It's fine. <laughs> and I mean, like it was the weirdest thing to ever happen ever in wrestling, in my opinion. <laughs> no, it's so strange. No, it's not. It's not because <laughs> recently, <laughs> recently, there when um. Oh, AJ? May Young gave birth again later as a joke to uh, Hornswoggle. <laughs> it was like another running gag. And there was also another running gag where they met this, the hand later in life. And it was yeah. the guy in a big hand outfit. That's what I was getting so, at. I was going to build it up a little more, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, just get it out there. It's bad. <laughs> like, they know it's bad, and they don't yeah. hide how terrible it is. And... Yeah. It was a, a man in a hand suit and he stood in the door and went, hi, I'm Mae Young's hand all grown up. And she goes, oh, honey, I've never been more proud of you and gave him a kiss on his hand face. Ugh. Ugh, sw- hand. Why did they bring this hornswoggle thing every, I mean, he's a I person. I don't know. It he's just made somebody person. laugh. I don't know. I have no idea why who's they the... kept on <laughs> Midget, who's running. the butt of every joke. <laughs> I think it only made Vince McMahon laugh. The more I read about Into This Cookbook, I just think that he's... He has an odd sense of humor. That's a nice way to put it, yeah. <laughs> Uncomfortable sense of humor. Mean Unorthodox spirit. sense of humor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why we talked about all of these three wrestlers, because... Good Lord. Oh, boy. It They're needed to be connected. said. We hadn't talked about it yet. The hand storyline from WWF. <laughs> <laughs> It is, that is, yeah, you're right, though. That has got to be the weirdest. It's so strange. <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. Just a hand. Uh, why wasn't it like a chocolate bar? I don't know, or a chocolate cake. Or, 
literally segway. anything but a hand. Oh, you couldn't let the segue happen. You were <laughs> oh, no. Cut it out. Say it again. <laughs> or a chocolate cake. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love Mark Henry. The 1996 Olympic weightlifter Mark Henry is one of the most charismatic athletes in the World Wrestling Federation, but he has issues with food. He's all the fat guys. I, yeah, who's he to talk? I'm telling you. In other words, the jovial Texan prefers to use the low-fat tips when baking this tasty cake. Mark's toughest opponent may well be his weight. Oh my god! What a bully! And if he is victorious, the world's strongest man could be a major force in the Federation. You know, Mark Henry could lift him up and throw him clear across the room. I've had enough of this. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> the ingredients to this cake are... One package of Devil's Food Cake Mix. One 12-ounce can of Eagle Brand Sweetened Condensed Milk. One 8-ounce jar of caramel ice cream topping. One 8-ounce carton of Cool Whip. And three Keith candy bars crumbled. Now, real quick, they've mentioned yeah. specifically Eagle brand sweetened condensed milk. Yeah, you and think I've... they have like some sort of branding involved with the book, or maybe they got paid to put that in there? I read a blurb about Vince McMahon. I think uh -huh. it might have been in one of these recipes that he is obsessed with Eagle brand sweetened condensed milk and he fired a chef because they didn't, they used a different brand. So I think That's it's funny. just his, I know, right? I want to say, and I'm just going to perpetuate this rumor that it's his obsession with Eagle brand sweetened condensed milk is why it's always mentioned. <laughs> it could be. I, uh, I've only ever used Carnation until yeah. this recipe. They had Eagle brand in the store and I bought the Eagle brand. Is it more expensive? Um, no, it's about the same price, okay. but it is a little thicker, I'd say. Okay, okay. So there are only three steps in this recipe. <laughs> what there's... Okay. Well, there's like steps to make the cake that they forget, but you know. Yeah. Uh, step one is mix and bake the cake according to the directions on the package. <laughs> Which is like six steps. Right. Um, step two, perforate or poke the cake with a fork or a toothpick. Pour the can of milk over the cake, which is so gross. I was oh. really upset about that. Oh, why did that happen? I did on. it with a, a sushi thing. Uh, what's it called? A chopstick? chopstick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and step three, top with the caramel topping and cover with Cool Whip. Sprinkle with the candy bars and serve. The low-fat tips for making this recipe are use fat-free eagle milk, use fat-free Cool Whip, use Smucker's fat-free caramel topping, and use Sweet Rewards Devil's Food Cake Mix. Makes eight servings. Oh, let's see. I cut my cake into 18 pieces, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I bet one was too much, right? I, I think, yeah, it was pretty big. It's so sweet. There's so much sugar in this oh, cake. My oh, my God. Lordy Lou. My mouth has like a film from sugar. I have, I am overload with sugar right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get it out there. Poking the holes in the cake and then dumping condensed milk over a oh. cake. I read that sentence and I was like, I'm going to ruin my cake. Why am I doing this? Why is this a step? Why? Who? What? What? Huh? Why? What does it's, it do? It makes it like a moistened sludge. But like your cake, if you're using box cake, it's already super moist. That's the point of box cake. <laughs> it's so gross. It's the grossest thing pouring that and seeing that gloopy, gloppy condensed Ugh. milk all over that cake. I it have, is it oh. is horrific. I mean, it's very obviously what it looks like. <laughs> what yeah. someone did to that cake. <laughs> but yeah. oh my gosh. I have a thing with with holes. I have like a phobia of seeing like holes in things, like circles. Mm. I don't know okay. how to explain it. Like Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. People have uh weird phobias of that, especially like um almost like seeing like a starfish or like a coral reef, something no, like that. No, that's fine. Like a that's lotus okay. pod. A lotus pod will send me over the edge. Like oh I can't look at it. 
or like a beehive that's too much and that be uh no not a beehive. it depends there's some people that have like the like a skin condition which makes their face look like that it's kind of oh stop why <laughs> i will not show oh, you photos but it I'm exists never good please don't do that um, <laughs> oh god so uh, so <laughs> oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> broke me <laughs> okay so we're already putting milk on this and then we then we cover it in caramel oh. then we cover it with cool whip and then we cover it with the heath topping with three whole candy bars that is way too much i bought just the package of like cut up toffee oh. it's by the uh, hot like the chocolate chips or whatever yeah so i just use that the That's cake right. looks so pretty in the photo when you're done making the whole thing <laughs> You should see mine. <laughs> oh, boy. I should see yours. Because mine legit looks like food. It looks like great food. Oh. And then when you bite into it, it's just a lot of unnecessary things on a cake. It's so much sugar. It's so much sugar. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had to use sweetened condensed coconut milk. And when you open that in a can, it's like the fat separates from the like the sugary oh, part. No. <laughs> it's really upsetting. And then I had to heat it up in a coffee cup so I could pour it over the cake. <laughs> oh, boy. And then, so I made it in a Bundt cake pan just because I was feeling a little spicy today. <laughs> <laughs> and it all like pooled in the middle. And it's coconut milk, so it's not like the right color or anything. And a husband told me it looked like bukkake. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so well, it's gross. sexual chocolate cake. What can I tell you? It it sure is. Wow. And then yeah, and everything was just seeping into those holes, and you could still Ugh. see the hole. Oh, <laughs> it's just gross. Just use any sort of. You can use the caramel topping. You can use the Cool Whip. You can use a toffee, it's fine. Get rid of that condensed milk, but just choose one of the other things and yeah. do your cake that way, because this is just horrifying. It's overkill. It is so much. But I will say, <laughs> it tastes fine. It tastes okay. I mean, you can't screw up, or you can't screw up. I've screwed up a, uh, <laughs> a grocery store cake. <laughs> <laughs> I I would only use one candy bar. I think that's more than enough. Yeah. Um, and I would not use Cool Whip. No. 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 Or the, Don't like, know. not the sweetened condensed milk, because that cake would have been really good if I did dump a bunch of garbage on it. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been delicious. Just make, like, a chocolate <laughs> or a vanilla frosting with it, and then just a little bit of toffee, and you got yeah. yourself a nice little treat. Or you could have, like, you could do, like, a vanilla or, like, a chocolate frosting and then just drizzle some caramel on the top. Just a little drizzle. You don't need to pour a whole can on it. I did find a local company called Esh Road. It's a, it's a road up here near Sleeping Bear Dunes. And they make caramel sauce, and this was a bourbon caramel sauce. It was really good. I also chose a Michigan one. Um, yeah. Sanders. Saunders. Sanders. Which is, uh, the Saunders, yeah. Like we had a bumpy cake, and they also have their famous like chocolate caramel spreads, and I got one of those. Yeah. Even paid an extra like thirty cents for it. You know, broke the bank, but that's like uh, a Michigan favorite local food. I think they probably have it other places, but yeah, for sure it's a, it's like Clinton Township. I think I looked at it where they make Saunders stuff. So I I have a question for you. I don't know if you'll be able to answer it, hmm. but while I was buying these, cause I made this cake today, so I bought all this stuff today. I'm curious how much like all of your total ingredients cost you, because I know how okay. much it cost me, and I'm really Let's curious. See. <laughs> two bucks for the cake mix. Oh my god! Two dollars for the condensed milk. I think everything was like two dollars. The Heath bar is two bucks. Um, I had the I had the eggs, so I'm not gonna count those. And the oil and the water. And then I actually had the Cool Whip. Um, I bought a can of whipped cream because I knew I was gonna use it with the coffee, so I made that spread out. Okay. I'll give I'll say seven dollars to make this cake. So listeners, if you are doing a gluten-free, dairy-free version of this cake, <laughs> oh no, it will cost you seventeen dollars. Holy smokes, artichokes! I... Get us on <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Top Rope Chef, please. <laughs> 
that is how much this cost. I bought the least expensive pre-made devil's food cake mix that's gluten-free. And Probably like it six, was, six bucks, five bucks? It was five dollars. The rest of them yeah. were eight and nine Whew. to make one cake. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool. Everything else was uh, four bucks each. Oh no! Yeah, and a candy bar was just a dollar or whatever. Did you did you buy three candy bars? I did buy three candy bars because I was going oh. to yeah, and they were each uh, two dollars. Whoa! Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah, a little bit much for a cake. I'm not gonna eat anymore. Of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would just guilt eat it at that point. It's like I paid this much money. I'm gonna eat this thing. I'm gonna pawn the. Well, husband liked it. Yeah, I mean it's we... fine. It's 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 okay, but. No. It's just, it's unnecessary. There are things in this that are unnecessary. It is so much sugar. (laughs) It's too much. So, I mean, if if this cake is better than sex for you, then figure your life out. (laughs) Good God, your life can be so much better. Find our podcast on social media, twitter.com slash topropechef, facebook.com slash topropechef. Find all of our episodes, topropechef.com. Email us questions and comments and names for us to call each other at the beginning of the show, topropechef at gmail.com. We're going to be doing a part two of our WrestleMania Spectacular next week. Join us for another extra long three recipe episode. Thanks. <laughs>